Welcome into your favorite podcast in the world. It's the That Being Said podcast with your boys, Sammy. And me, George Jordan. We're coming at you recorded and direct from the Sun Hub. Episode 572, we talked uh, NBA, like the China debacle type of stuff for about 25 minutes. Then we did our NFL game by game type of stuff. College football bets in the top games of the week. Um, pretty simple, about an hour. It's here on Friday, so get to listening before Saturday comes around. I um, mean, Sunday comes around for your bets. Um, yeah, we just that was our first time talking NBA in a while. I know. I'm excited for the NBA season to start. Only 11, 12 more days, right? 11 days. Uh, hopefully, no. Uh, hopefully, it's not all about politics this year, just because uh, that's our first topic of the year is politics, politics in the NBA. I am excited to talk about. Basketball. Basketball in the NBA. Yeah. Uh, episode 572. Make sure you follow us at sonsports.com, S-O-N-T-Sports.com. You can find all our social media there and give us follows there. Um, we'll be back Sunday or Monday with after the NFL week, and we're going to be talking more about NBA here coming soon, MLB playoffs and whatnot. So stay tuned. More podcasts, more podcasts on their way. And, uh, George, episode 572. This is Sports on Tap, and this is Sports Radio. Redefined. Enjoy the episode. Oh, are there, George? There are some cool college games, and uh, but we're starting NFL. We're starting NFL. I thought we were starting China. Starting China basketball. We're already on the podcast. I know. I didn't I even know, tell I, George. I, I figured it out. He did. Like, when he said. I thought we were starting China. That was definitely no recollection. We're on the well, you know what? When I looked over and I saw it playing, I was like, oh, this motherfucker. Had to start it. It was time. We're starting China. Um, China, NBA. I- I'm going to give a quick Is that who brief. you're starting on your fantasy league this week? China? That's, not even, that's really not even a good joke. Starting you know, on my fantasy team this week. a fucking good joke. Why are you a, a country. Oh, who are you starting on your fantasy team this week? China. And, and this is like the one serious topic we've ever done. That's to make a joke about a fantasy team. It makes no sense. And it's basketball. We don't play fantasy basketball. And if you do, that's more power. That's to your you, issue. Man. If you play fantasy basketball, did you really call it an issue, or did you just call it like, man, you are dedicated. I can't be that dedicated. I'm letting you start the topic. Go ahead. No, go ahead. You <laughs> no, no, I'm letting you go. I've tried three times now. All right, China. So there's a country in Asia. It's communist. Uh, that's what I deal with my entire life. <laughs> I've been there before. I didn't wear. All right, I'm gonna start. All this. right, go ahead. China. If for those that don't know what happened, um, I was trying to have a real conversation here because it's probably important. One in time we've ever done an important last topic. Time, last thing. If you don't know, you probably don't listen to this podcast if you don't know what happened in China. That's not true. There's probably. a lot of people on Twitter that still ask what's going on in China. They don't understand the full reasoning behind it. Okay. Um, I don't. There's there's some people that might not know exactly what's going on in China. And what's going on is the Rockets GM Daryl Morey came out and uh, well, there's protests in Hong Kong for democracy in China. Um, as people might know, China is a communist country. Yep. Um, and basically, Daryl Morey, Rockets GM, uh, tweeted out, uh, "I stand with Hong Kong. Like I support democracy in China." Um, pretty simple, right? Pretty basic, pretty simple. What he failed to realize is, um, you know, maybe a solid 20, 30% of the NBA's revenue business, maybe even more 
based for the Houston Rockets because of Yao Ming and what they've become in China. Um, most a lot of the business comes from China, and uh, if you criticize the way China runs their government, it's probably not a great thing for your business. Um, and obviously, uh, the owner for the Rockets came out and was very defensive of it. Like, no, that's his views. We don't stand with that. Yeah, don't um, play with my money, basically. Basically, don't play with my money, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And Daryl Morey has kind of uh, made it clear that, like, if he could take that tweet back, take it back. He didn't yeah. really. He wasn't looking to be in the political. He was just. Yeah, he, he thought it was the thing. Oh, it's it's. We he, want a democracy. He, he, he backpedaled pretty quickly there. Uh, it's not I, even a backpedal. He pretty much said, "Yeah, like, I stand for democracy. Like democracy is normal." But he didn't know it's going to cause a this big upstart. of a stir. Yeah. You know the thing is with him too. I've seen some parallels between him or people comparing him and Colin Kaepernick. There's a huge difference here, right? I mean, the, I've not seen that. Is that a real thing? Yeah, I've seen people like you know, but the big difference is I've seen it on Twitter and people talking about like, oh wow, the NBA, Colin Kaepernick, NFL, two different things, but they're you know two people standing up for something they believe in and kind of being scolded, I guess, by some people and or by the league itself, right? I mean, Colin Kaepernick was told but the nfl didn't really like that he was leaning the nba doesn't like that daryl morey said it but the difference here is twofold one daryl morey still has a job i know he almost lost it and two daryl morey went back and said i wish i didn't tweet this versus colin kaepernick who stood by his stance but yeah so i don't see the but i personally don't find parallels but a lot of people were say, coming, not, i don't i'm not when i say this this is not a shot at you because you're just informing me that people yeah. talk about this. That is by far the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life. Yeah, I agree that with That there's you. been a comparison. Well, I wouldn't go as no, far as saying the dumbest, the dumbest thing. thing I've ever heard well, in my life. can I get to my point? I mean, yeah. you, just, the, you, you said I wouldn't go as far. I didn't say you said it's the dumbest yeah. thing you've ever heard in your life. I'm I said, I said yeah. it's the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life because Colin Kaepernick was, first of all, kneeling in an American football field in America for certain things that are happening mm -hmm. In America, that he was purposely actually trying to make a stand for. While Daryl Morey was talking about another country tweeting, mm -hmm. like probably in his boxers on his couch, that I stand of democracy, which is pretty not a bold statement at all. It right. had no idea that there was any business implication, which Colin, Ka Colin Kaepernick did. It had, he wasn't trying to fight or actually he wasn't trying to make a difference. He was just saying, yeah, I stand of democracy. So I just, they are. The different situations completely to me. I mean, he uh, Daryl Morey was not trying to be a social activist. Well, right, Colin I, Kaepernick I actually is. Yeah, I agree. The thing of Daryl Morey is the I'm gonna, I want to start with this side of the story really quick, which is what he said was pretty standard, I guess. Right? Like, oh yeah, communism maybe not good. Like, I stand with democracy. Now, I think the tough part of being in the era that we're in for guys like a Daryl Morey or for anybody athletes right now, any, any standard person is we don't realize that our voice sometimes can really impact business, right. how far across the world it can travel. And I think sometimes as Americans specifically, we don't always, we don't always do our research before talking. Like, Oh, we don't like, Oh, I mean, how much did you research this before we were talking about it right now? I mean, I've, I've known about, the I know, protests, I know. I'm just, but I would have never said something, pro or against like publicly if I was a famous figure because 
you don't really need to mess with other countries and what's going on in their government, well, especially if I mean, you're a public figure that business. Is I kind of figure like let's just say Cristiano Ronaldo, right? He's famous. Uh, that will stretch across borders. Um, Tweeted, Africa, I stand with Hong Kong or I uh, fuck fuck Trump. Yeah, people are like. Well, I think most Americans, even the anti-Trump Americans, would be like, hey, why is this guy from Portugal getting in our business? Right? Or do you think people from Portugal – or would they be like, oh, yeah, call- Cristiano's awesome. I just – I feel like a lot of people don't like when you mess with their uh, – maybe it was a garbage take because the garbage truck outside. I don't know if you it's can hear that. garbage truck. It's a delivery <laughs> truck. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I don't know. I just think that – I think a lot of people get defensive when people criticize their own country. It's almost like criticizing your own kids, right? Like, I can tell you that Bobby or Billy, whatever, I can't tell you that Billy's acting like a little prick. But um, Billy's parents could be like, scold Billy for acting like a prick. Yeah. Well, that's why, yeah, you don't you don't need to get into other countries' politics, especially right. when your country's not really involved. And that's why this whole Colin Kaepernick, Daryl Morey comparison is just ridiculous to me because... This has nothing to do with each other. Daryl Morey sent a tweet that would, was believed to be just a standard tweet and had didn't want to make an impact, didn't right. want to make a huge stand. And he I think that's the biggest difference. He didn't he wasn't looking to be a political activist. No, he's just like, fuck, yeah, sure. I mean, democracy, duh. Dude, cool. <laughs> yeah, I like – he's probably been to Hong Kong. He's been to China. And he's yeah. like, yeah, probably democracy is good, like whatever. Yeah. They didn't understand the implications behind saying something like that, which is pretty crazy, which we can get to here, which is right. – um, a mini sponsorships have been cut from the NBA in China. They they've canceled the rest of like the international affairs that they've had planned for this year. There's been problems with some of the players with Anta and the shoe deals that they have in China. Which, for uh, those who don't know, Anta is owned technically it's a private company, but there's no real private companies in China. The, the government gets a kind of a cut of every company. Communism. Communism. Yeah, <laughs> communism. <laughs> well, it's, it's not like communism in its full force, right? Like, it's a type of communism. Like, there's still people who can make a lot of money by starting their own business, by, by paying the government off versus, like, Marxism where you are basically just everyone's equal and the government owns everything, right? Like, there's just two different, different types of communism. Yeah. They run the second type yeah but it's communism right that's what i'm saying yeah like you said anti's upon or by part of my just said communism um i don't think people are that interested in how deep of communism china's in really right i i don't know i I find it interesting (laughs) for the for this scenario i'm talking about i I think what's the interesting thing is that they're actually gonna potentially cut ties with some people Mm -hmm. in the game there was no sponsorships on the court or on the on the sideboards or anything because so every weird. single sponsor there was not one left that stayed yeah well um, they can't because it's one that government decides for you communism <laughs> communism <laughs> so it's not like one of the sponsors is like no nah, i'll stay if they did they'll be like now nah, you're dead yeah so, basically communism <laughs> communism so it's a pretty big implication uh, or big on business i guess i don't have much more to say about the business side of it which is just i think it's gonna be really interesting to see where or if where if or what i can't get that sentence right and if or where 
it will all be resolved or if there's going to be an ongoing issue of China long, long term. I'm not yeah, sure. What I'm really, though, I find the most interesting out of this, and uh, a lot of people probably are going to not agree with me on this, and that's fine. But the whole entire, you know, the NBA supposedly, you know, is the wokest league, whatever. I guess it's really easy to be woke when it doesn't affect your pocketbooks. Mm-hmm. But as soon as it affects your pocketbooks, I mean, there's nothing more woke than democracy, right? And equal rights and equal freedoms for people. So when, you know, it's just funny that the NBA, which promotes a lot of, I'm going to call it wokeism. Um, nice. Gives its, gives its, pretends it's really really woke until money is involved and then is like oh, you know we don't really have an opinion on that it's just it, to me it's just kind of bullshit but to each their own I mean, it doesn't affect how i really like at the end of the day it doesn't affect me much like i'm gonna watch the nba the same way i watch the nba as i always do so it doesn't really matter can you give some more context behind what you're talking about what do you mean you want more context behind what you're talking about like wokeism and the nba you're not really the story that you're talking about. Well, I mean, there's multiple stories here. Like, I will give a little context. Um, one, Steve Kerr and Greg Popovich tend to always be about their equal rights and want to criticize President Trump for everything he does. And they're not nervous about criticizing President Trump. But when it comes to criticizing China, when they're asked about China and standing with someone like Daryl Morey who tweeted, you know, democracy, they kind of acted like they didn't have any opinion or they were scared or they were told not to. That's one. Two, um, the signs. I mean, a couple of people got kicked out of games and took their signs away and were told not to wear shirts that say free Hong Kong in the United States of America, where... So what is America saying? You can't – maybe that's my opinion. But that's the NBA, which is supposed to be woke. And three, and I don't blame either one, LeBron James or James Harden, but LeBron James wants to put his nose in every single social issue that mankind has ever invented and wears equality shoes made by Chinese factories where they pay kids a dollar an hour. He had no opinion. And poor James Harden. Poor James Harden literally was like it was like a hostage video he was forced you don't i know for a fact that james harden wasn't sitting there after he read daryl morey's tweet and was like dude i really want to apologize to the chinese people he was told to go apologize to the chinese people so i actually feel really bad for james harden here and i just find it interesting that for a league that continually promotes equal rights, equal freedoms, and speak your mind, as soon as money's involved, as soon as there's high stakes involved, they decide that maybe we shouldn't say anything. Yeah. Um, I think... Uh, what's the best way to go about this? I think there's a tweet by former NFL player. I forgot what his name is, but it goes... At Antonio Bryant. Antonio Bryant, not Brown. AB89... <laughs> Um, on Twitter, and he tweeted something yesterday that was really interesting to me, which was NBA players are so woke, they won't go to the White House because Trump is like a, in quotes, dictator, but they're going to play a game in a communist country under a real dictatorship, communism. Um, I think he's calling China dictatorship in general. Um, And they won't even air the game on TV. And my response was, yeah, it's all about the money. White House doesn't pay the NBA players to act like 
they're making progress. Right. But China pays, so they choose to go. 100%. Um, and they choose to... And people will be like, oh, they choose to go. They, they are forced. They have to go. They were already there for work. Yeah, I get that. But you know what? Like, if LeBron really didn't want to fucking show up to China, guess what he could have done? Not show up to China. Exactly. But, but what but did he, he didn't. do? He did. not um, But... I but, but I don't blame him either. No, I, I would act the same way. Like I just use LeBron as an example because it was the Lakers. Right. Like, not that I'm. I really don't mind what LeBron does specifically that often. I just I do agree that I think it's funny. Um, Steve Kerr feels free to criticize the U.S. at all times, but when it comes to money, he won't criticize anything in the country or criticize anything because it involves his paycheck. Exactly. Um, and. Like I'll always say about politics in general, um, I'm pretty, I'm not like a strong Republican, strong Democrat, nothing like that. So for me, I understand Trump says some wild stuff sometimes, you know, like maybe Trump doesn't need to criticize Steve Kerr, but at the same time, what he said about Steve Kerr is like oddly right because Steve Kerr is willing to criticize the U.S. but not willing to stand with the u.s at the same time so yeah it's, uh, it's interesting to say the least yeah it's an interesting situation there and uh i just i think we'd be in a much better place if everyone was willing to bash less and talk more right oh situations. I, I couldn't agree more with i that. think you know i think for me no matter how crazy let's say you think donald trump is right, right? The Golden State Warriors, I think it's much more productive Mm -hmm. if when they won the championship to go to the White House and have a conversation. If you go and there's cameras there and he acts like a fucking asshole to you guys, guess who's going to be the winner in that situation? You will be. You'll be be the winner no matter what. Because you... Because you bucked the trend of all these teams that aren't going to the White House. And you made a... I mean, Antonio Brown made... Or Antonio Brown. (laughs) Bryant. (laughs) Bryant. Not Antonio Brown. Antonio Brown did not make a good point about... (laughs) Shocking news. Antonio Brown does not have an intellectual thought about this right now. Uh, No statements. Um, But Antonio Bryant made a good point there. It is interesting that they refuse to go to the White House, but they'll go play in China, in a communist country, in front of... That's run by a dictator. Yeah. And it is very interesting. Yeah. While they call the United States a dictatorship or say that Trump's like a dictator. Although we all live pretty decent lives here. This is not about do you like Trump or not. So, I mean, I don't like those. I hate hate the stigma now, like that every conversation politically has to be like, do you like Trump or not? Yeah. At the end is like. So, um, what's your thing on uh, tariffs? Okay, so are you a Trump supporter or not? Like, yeah. well, I'm, we're talking about tariffs right I'm now. I'm talking about just in general. If you, if it was Trump, if it's Obama and you didn't like Obama, if it's Bush, you don't like Bush. If you're an athlete and you win a championship, I think if you had something well, to make you, progress if you like on, Bush light, it kind of sucks. <laughs> I think if you had, a, I forgot what I was going to say. To be honest, if you're an athlete and you have an opinion on these things, um, if it's a if it's a president that you don't like but you have an opinion i think the solution is always to actually go and have a conversation i think people think guys like kanye west is a nut job i think kanye west i think it's smart that you know what be a little bit different be somebody different from the african-american culture that is willing to go and have a conversation with trump um and if it doesn't come out positive, at least you come out as the bigger man that mm-hmm. said, like, I actually want to make a difference and I want to show up and I'm going to try. Um, I think, for example, 
my last example, if the Warriors were to go and Steve Kerr, there's cameras when the NBA teams go there. If Steve Kerr was like in front of a camera, like Trump, can we have a conversation? Like my dad was killed from mm-hmm. terrorism and overseas. And I want to have a conversation about this country is if Trump was like, ha 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 idiot, mm-hmm. then you know who wins in that situation? The Warriors again. And if he sit, does have a conversation, you know who wins America and the Warriors. So I think rather than just sitting there and bashing the president at all times, which the president shouldn't be bashing Steve Kerr either. Don't get me wrong. Oh, yeah. But I think there was a certain point where athletes kind of continued to bash Trump or he was just like, he didn't even talk about Steve Kerr and the Warriors and they decided to bash him. Yeah. Um, I think that's where this whole bad cycle began. And I, I it could have all started with, oh, we'll go to the White House and have a conversation. Right. And then it feels like, I mean, it seems like Trump is a guy you can win over and wins people. I, I'm not saying he's the world's greatest guy, so let's not go up and lay him here. But people like Kanye West went to meet with him and he came out and they be, became close and became friends. So at the, some point you got to say like, all right, well, maybe it there is a... I mean, he could, they got a lot done, him and Kim Kardashian with prison reformed by their meetings with Trump. So is it more important to go meet with someone you disagree with or just continue to bash him in the media? I think it's probably better to go meet with the person. I agree. If for anybody that hasn't seen it, um, I think Ellen put out a really good little piece on her show recently. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably anybody that's listening is on the internet and is listening to this podcast could have seen it already yeah. i think it had like 10 million views on instagram like 20 million on more than that on youtube oh, and she like, almost has as much as this podcast oh yeah basically and like i had like 100 million views on twitter or something crazy but ellen degeneres lesbian um in hollywood you know very liberal was sitting at the cowboys game with a conservative republican and george bush and she was like just because we have different views doesn't mean we can't be friends and i think right. that's a really good way to look at things. She said, I have friends that wear fur and I strongly disagree with that, but I'm still friends with them. And I think in this world, regardless of what our political stance is, what our ethnicity is, if you disagree with the way somebody's saying something about gay rights, about, about uh, politics, about whatever it is, like before you go ahead and just bash, let's have a conversation and maybe we can make some progress. I completely I agree. I think that's a very important thing. Um, this is uh, going to be an interesting ending to this China-USA thing, though. I'm not really sure where it's going to go. I that. have no idea. I, I, that's actually the most interesting part of this. Like, I think we because we don't know what the resolution is. And to close off China, the, if the NBA in China's relationship ends, there's major implications that like the average fan probably doesn't really think of right away, which is like the salary cap and the TV or, money. Uh, shoe deals like shoe deals are also precedented on like selling shoes in China which is a billion there's over a billion people in China yeah so even shoe deals get affected like future shoe deals if you already signed a shoe deal it's too late now you're getting it's already a contract but there's implications like that where I mean I've mean Sammy both have been fortunate enough to travel to China and Hong Kong and one thing you notice over there really quickly is the amount of Kobe Bryant <laughs> posters you, <laughs> that are around yeah. the city. They love Kobe Bryant, and he's a Nike and athlete. Steph Curry, and Steph Curry, yeah. Um, USA Today had this like study that they're saying a very conservative guess is a little over $500 million yearly is extra revenue brought to the NBA. Um, and that's probably continuing to grow, too. as Every year, yeah. yeah. And that's not... That's probably not including everything. That's that's brought to the NBA, not right. to the shoe deal companies, not to right. you know 
maybe specific other things. So I think I, we also saw an article that if something like this were to stay relevant and continue and make an impact, that players would, and teams would have to be prepared for a uh, salary cap reduction. Right. And la- last thing, and the whole if the China bans the NBA, people kind of laugh at that. They're like, what do you mean ban the NBA? If you've been in China, you'll, you'd know that they ban every uh, Google's banned, Facebook is banned, and it's really hard to get around their bans. Like, yeah, like they you will try ban to type the, in something on the internet and they legit ban Facebook. Or yeah, Google. And, and they ban VPNs left and right. A VPN is like a virtual protocol network where you can basically pretend you're in the United States, but you're in China using the internet. I got an easy way to explain that. It hides your location. It hides your location. Thank you. Um, so you can use those to get around it, but they constantly shut those down too. So when they shut down the NBA, it would be extremely hard for people to have a constant flow of wa- able to watch the games, and that would have a huge impact. I agree. I have one more thing to say um, on China, which actually involves basketball. Oh, cool. A, did you see what happened to Kyrie? First minute of the game, got hit, hit in the face. Ooh. by Rondo and so he had to come out of the game saying he's out the rest of the preseason with that face fracture that got refractured again um, how devastating would this be if Kyrie has his usual injury history this year and injury. KD's out all year yeah well that's what happens when you when you sign two guys like that are now that, hobbled that are, one's always hobbled and one is out for the season for sure well and one's the, Kevin Durant who tore his Achilles and we've never seen still to this day a player, player come, come back, back. Other than Dominique Wilkins, yeah, right? It never came back the same either. So, enjoy. Maybe it's the best thing for the Knicks. They didn't get him. <laughs> Maybe. You never know. Um, speaking of basketball, China, we'll probably get to an NBA podcast here within the next week. Like, preview. Oh, yeah, definitely. It's almost time, preview time. Yeah, probably next week before the season starts. Yep. Season starts. In nine days? Right? Or is it 20th or 23rd? I thought the 20th. Yeah, now I'm like, wait a second. Yeah, I, <laughs> it's in the 20s for sure. That's pretty cool, man. NBA is about to start here. Uh, football, call, baseball playoffs. This is a good time of year. I'm just giving you the... Before we move on to NFL really quick, it is going to be on... The NBA starts on Tuesday the 22nd, so we have 11 days. Tuesday the 22nd. Oh, okay. Wow. Awesome. We have 11 days, thankfully. But you guys will get a podcast within the next five or six days, probably. All right, perfect. Uh, after this quick break, we will be on to week six, seven? Six NFL. Week six NFL. Um. <laughs> on to NFL. Um, interesting slate this week. And, uh, there's some some good games, some bad games. We're just gonna get to. We did a lot of NBA today, so um, be a little quicker on the NFL side. Talk our bets, talk some college football and whatnot. Um, I'm gonna let George start off the first game because it is his Tampa Bay Buccaneers going against the Panthers, and you know what that means? Yeah, that means it's Jameis Winston in London time. Oh man, you know I was going with it's George bet on the. Uh, Buccaneers time. Yeah, one of my uh, free money fives is the Buccaneers plus two and a half um, in London, home of Jameis Jameis Winston. That's like what they call him over there. They love Winston Churchill. They love Jameis Winston. (laughs) They love tea. They love crumpets. And you know what? They love Jameis Winston and the Buccaneers, and so do I. This is a must-win game for Tampa. Um, actually, kind of fun. I, I love the 6.30 a.m. London game. P- 
Pacific time because you wake up a little earlier. You get to watch games like from 630. It's kind of a standalone game, and uh, I think it's pretty fun. And I don't think Kyle Allen um, – I think he's more of an American type of quarterback. I just don't think he'll do good in, uh, in London. It's actually a pretty sweet game. It really is. Um, in terms of like the quarterback situation – and you have like Christian McCaffrey, who is, you know, I think Jameis Winston is starting to become a guy that's like more interesting to the public right now because mm-hmm. you're seeing this like he might actually be the quarterback of the Buccaneers long term. Yeah, like, and he also might not. It's but, still yeah. a trial. Yeah, which I find interesting because it's like I feel like Mariota is considered. You know, these are the two guys that always get compared because they're drafted one two. Mariota seems like he has this like homestay in Tennessee, while in reality, I feel like he's more on the hot seat now than Jameis is, and. uh I like this bet. Uh, I didn't take it myself, but I like it. I think the Buccaneers are just about the same as Carolina. So whether they win or lose, I think it's going to be a really close game. But my only problem is you never know in London. I completely agree with you there. I One thing for me, I'm kind of out of town on Saturday night. Uh, well, you're in town. I don't want to explain. Just, okay, don't. We're kind of at, <laughs> I'm kind, I'm, I'll be in a hotel this weekend. Um tomorrow so i think it's really cool actually the 6 30 in the morning game like in a hotel room flip it on you know like i'm obviously gonna be back back to work at 10 a.m like we always are but i think it's kind of a cool the 6 30 like in a hotel room crack it on in the morning i like like that. relaxing in a hotel it's kind of a good time for a game actually um i i, I am most interested though in um seeing how kyle allen plays because i know mccaffrey's good we know james is all right kyle they listed Cam Newton again as questionable. He's not didn't playing. play. Well, actually, he's listed as out. He didn't travel with the team. Oh, he didn't even travel. Um, if they win again, well, Cam Newton's job is really becoming in question. Even if they don't win, if he plays well, yeah. I mean, you can't bring back. I mean, if you go what four and zero with Kyle, Allen, he's Kyle Allen. This would be his fourth start in a row. I believe. I don't know. I I know they've won. Three straight. Okay, so they go four straight. Let's say if Kyle Allen and the team is playing this good, there's no way you could go back to Cam Newton, right? I mean, you can cut Cam Newton after this year and not really hit the sal- salary cap. This is, I know, like people like it's not stating the obvious. This is now Christian McCaffrey's team. It's not. It's not um, Cam, Newton. Cam Newton's team anymore. Yeah, I'm interested to see what happens, and you know. Well, the, I'll say the most positive thing I've heard about Cam Newton this week is how helpful he's been with Talon. I don't know if you've been reading about that at all. No, I didn't know that. Uh, Joe Person, he's a his name's actually Joe Person. <laughs> I know. Joe Person, he works for the pay, a reporter, or whatever. So Colin, I, Colin, Kyle Allen says Cam Newton was at the stadium all last week helping him prepare. And Ian Rappaport tweeted, "It's been fascinating to hear how helpful Cam Newton has been to Kyle Allen and Will Greer. Not all NFL QBs are, but Cam." Seems to genuinely care for what it sounds like. Well, that's Which, cool. I didn't. Cool. I forgot that they have Will Greer on that roster too. Yeah. That's kind of cool. It's kind. Of, is it cool? I mean, there's a lot of good core, the college quarterbacks. That, yeah, it's just like one of those college quarterbacks that was really fun to watch. Like he's my favorite quarterback to watch last season. So it is nice. Huh. Well, that's cool. Will Greer. Will Greer. Um, I. What I was saying is, I think this is good for Cam Newton, uh, future wise, because if he does not work out. In Carolina, or if they go with Kyle Allen long term, I think for other teams to read up on and get the word from places like Carolina, get the word like from them that oh he was freaking helpful with the young guys, like he's always in good spirit, teammate, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. It's gonna be easier for Cam Newton to find a 
second home in the NFL. If he was coming across as being an asshole in this situation or being like standoffish to the backups, it might be harder for him to even find a set, another team that is willing to take that, on that, that. That's a fantastic point. Yeah, because Cam Newton's been seen as a diva sometimes, but this kind of shows him right, in a lighter and probably light. Probably rightfully so. Yeah, but this shows him in a lighter light when it comes to teammates wise that's more important than what the media perceives so it's good to I hear that i couldn't agree more uh i find i think this is the one of the two best morning games um seahawks in cleveland so i mean multiple reasons this is interesting i mean the seahawks have been hot winning games they're so hot right now <laughs> the way you said that was uncomfortable Zool- zoolander yeah I know, it's just, I'm so uncomfortable making eye contact with you when you're saying, it's so hot right now. Yeah, I was just trying to do the Zoolander. Um, Great movie, by the way. Russell Wilson's been on fire, MVP talks. This is a big game for Cleveland, two and three. You know, there's all this OBJ news now, and there's all this, are they good anymore? Baker Mayfield at home against Seattle would be a huge win for them. Um, and for Seattle, it's also a huge win if they went on the road. I'm leaning Seattle in this game. Um but it's one of those tough ones. Seattle played; they have a longer break. Cleveland's coming off a shorter break, yeah, but, but it's Seattle's also traveling. Game. Yeah, and Seattle's traveling to Cleveland. I I don't have that much of a gauge. I think Seattle's a little bit of a better team, so I'd go with Seattle on this. But I don't have too much of a gauge on how this is going to go. All I know is the Browns do. Need, it they've been so. You post that funny meme on uh, mean on um online yesterday. I'm going to read it while oh, you this, give your opinion. Oh, oh, the sports are funny meme. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Samuel pull that up. But my opinion here is, I mean, I kind of feel like I, the Seahawks are a better football team, but it's one of my things. The team looks bad on Monday night. I really like to bet them on on Sunday versus and a team that looked good, really good on primetime the game before the Seahawks look good. I like to bet against them. I'm not betting this game, but this would be – this is if I'm a Seahawks fan, this is like my uh, – this is like kind of like a the scary game. Like this is a trap game. Yeah, it is a little bit of a trap game, and and like you said, here's a, this is the meme. It's uh, the Baker Mayfield cycle, and it's supposed to be a funny meme, but it's actually like very accurate. Play like shit, criticized by media, underdog mentality, beat inferior opponent, beating the Ravens, call out the doubter doubters, and then play like shit again. And this has been a continuing cycle. But one thing I will say about Baker Mayfield, which is why I'm starting to get worried for like the Seahawks, for example, going in. He's been awfully quiet, and I think he's been awfully humbled, which makes me think soon he's going to have a really good game. I, I think so, too. So that, that's why I'm staying away from this game. So am I. But I, I will say I do appreciate the Baker Mayfield uh, toning it back now. This is, how, this is why I wish he was doing the whole time. Yeah, but this is, he needed this. Uh, he did. Right? Yeah, he needed this. Uh, Chiefs at – this is another good one. I think the three I was going for is Seahawks, Browns, Texans, Chiefs, and Eagles, Vikings. Yeah. The games that – Texans, Chiefs um, in got, Kansas City. I, I'm not betting this one, but I really wanted to bet the Texans. I have some really interesting facts for you, Sammy. Deshaun Watson, I know a lot I'm of betting people, this one. Go you ahead. are? Yeah. Deshaun Watson, <laughs> who got a lot, a lot, a lot of uh, sacks at the beginning of his season. Their offensive line. <laughs> he got sacked a lot. Yeah, he got sacked. It just sounded so, got a lot, a lot of sacks. <laughs> I was going to say he got a lot of criticism for his sacks. But I was gonna, he got I was, a lot of sacks. Yeah, because I, what I meant to say really was the team got a lot of criticism for yeah, letting Deshaun is. Watson get sacked a lot. Um Last game, their offensive line finally came together with that trade of Larry for uh, Laramie Tunsil. Zero sacks allowed. And here's an interesting fact for you, Sammy. And um, I'm not betting this, but this is why I lean Chiefs. 
Do you know uh, Deshaun Watson in his last 16 games, 12 and 4? Do you know Patrick Mahomes, Mahomes in the last 16 five. games? <laughs> 11 and 5. Do you like how I like, know every stat that you're yeah. going to use? So, I know your sources, George. <laughs> I know your sources as well, Sam. I don't use those stats. <laughs> but it's still a stat. I mean, it's not like the source. No, I just love when you're about to present it to me. I'm like interested. Like, oh, is this going to be something new? But like, no, nah, I know where this is coming from. But my problem here is I don't want to bet against Patrick Mahomes on the road, on at home, against ever especially coming off a game where they just lost on what might be a slightly inferior team slightly yes but that line does show that four and a half i think it's a perfect line um i'm taking uh kansas city uh a couple of the reasons you said first of all i've been learning from you and i feel like it's been working for my bets a little better right actually not last week because i didn't listen to this i kept betting the afc uh South, South, and uh, I didn't follow any of the rules. The and principles you're, and you're about to bet against the AFC South again. Here we go. Bet against is fine. I shouldn't <laughs> have betted for them at all. Actually, and against them, they're confusing. <laughs> but um, Kansas City's been just like talked about as this like ah look they're struggling now and like Mahomes has two touchdowns in the last right. two games like or one touchdown in the last two games like mm, they're maybe they're not that good and then you know today on TV I'm just seeing about how like Deshaun Watson's actually more successful than Patrick Mahomes. And all I can think is like, I feel like Mahomes is about to have this, this like five. It might, it might be getting Tyreek Hill back. Yeah. I feel like he's going to have, and it's at home. I think he's going to have one of those breakout Mahomes games. Cause it's been a while. Um, and on top of that, the thing with this, uh, you think he's going to have a, a huge game? That was awful. Um, I, the thing with the Deshaun Watson, not getting sacked thing, I'm putting that more on the fact. Well, that the Falcons the fucking suck. suck. Yeah, I can. Can I tell you? Um, can you tell me how many points they gave up? They gave up fifty-three. Something. Yeah. So if they're if their secondary is that bad, the line's probably not that good either. Because um, the game before against Carolina, he got sacked six times, and then the, the game before that, I got sacked twice. And the game before that, four. And the game before that, six. Mm-hmm. And they've had Larry Thompson the whole season. But can I say one thing? You know the media's whole like, oh man, we got Lamar Jackson and and uh, Patrick Mahomes. See you in the AFC Championship game for years to come. Yeah, this why is, not the show? Th- th- this is the one actually. Like, the, if anyone is going to be, I like, guess for years to come, yes. Yeah, like this year it's probably probably not. No, it's probably, probably Brady. Brady. But like, if you're going to say for years to come, I think Deshaun Watson and the Texans are in a much better situation than the Baltimore Ravens and Lamar Jackson. Better quarterback situation. Yeah. Um, now, if you could put Deshaun Watson in that organization, oh yeah, with the defenses they produce and the stability they produce there, I mean, I think the biggest problem, with, and this is another reason I'm betting Kansas City. I feel like it's a lot more stable. Mm-hmm. The, this the Houston's consistency is almost like their organization's consistency. It's a little up and down every oh, single. Week. It's like eight and eight always. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> no, you look at we're talking about how Deshaun Watson. Oh my God, didn't get sacked last week. Oh my God, he threw five touchdowns. Do you know what he did the week before? Let me just tell you. Oh, tell me, Sammy. No, this is actually very interesting. The week before, um, at home, hear me out, George. The week before, at home, he threw for zero touchdowns, 160 yards, and lost to the Panthers 16-10 to 10 and had the sack six times. The week before. Yeah. So, at home. So, was last week a wow moment because they're wow, or was it a wow moment because... They're pretty good, and the Falcons are really shitty. Could, could it be a little bit of both? 
That's what I'm saying. That's why I think and they're is. a little. The Falcons are shitty. Is what I'm saying. It's a little bit of well, they're pretty good, and the Falcons are shitty. But when they've played pretty good teams, I, we're not seeing these blowouts. I, I can so um, that's why I'm going with Kansas City because I just feel I feel like we're too high on them this week while we're too low on Kansas City. Fair enough. Um, what was the next good game that I was looking at here? So I've I kept the schedule up and then I was clicking on Deshaun Watson's stats and then the sacks and all these different things. Ooh, the Tank Bowl. Oh, your favorite. I'm actually betting on this game. So the am Tank I. Bowl. The Washington Redskins in Miami. 0-5 Redskins and the 0-4 Dolphins. Um, I think George is going with me on this one, correct? I am going with you on the Washington Redskins, right? Washington Redskins minus three and a half in Miami. Um, both teams haven't won a game. Both teams are kind of disasters this year. The reason I'm going with the Redskins here is pretty simple. They are starting Case Keenum, first of all. There's some experience there. If there's anybody on this Washington Redskins team that really could ruin the tanking, it's a guy like Case Keenum who can come in and have a random productive game. Um, and, like, for example, if Fitzpatrick was starting for um, – Dolphins, I would say the same thing, but he's not. The Redskins. Case Keenum could ruin a game. Case Keenum could uh, be one of those guys that tries to go in and win. And then the second point is, I think, one that George is trying to Google some stat for. Yep. About coaches. The second point is, when a coaching staff gets fired, the next week the team seems to rally around that and plays a better game. Um, and whether or not those stats are true... It's against the Dolphins, so I think this time it's actually going to work out pretty well. Yeah, um, I mean, it's kind of funny. Like, I, I agree with you, and I took this as a bet, but I do have some stats that they kind of back us up, but not too much. Um, the teams in the last 22 times, well, the well, last year too, so have gone 10 and 13 straight up after a coaching change since 2003, midseason. But before, which is about 44% win remark versus what they did before the coach, 26. So on average, they approved by 20%. But I think this is the first time we have them where both like, it's like the tank bowl. I was about to say, this is kind of so a kind of throw, So kind of throw out all the stats. First of all, throw out these stats, multiple reasons. Can I tell you why? What? Number one, Case Keenum hadn't been starting the last couple of weeks. He's by far the most qualified quarterback on the Redskins roster. Yep. Number one. Number two. Miami is generationally bad. Like, we're not talking about the 0-16 Lions like a couple years back. We're talking like this is one of the worst teams we've seen in, in many, many years. There's right. statistics behind it. There's a lot of reasons behind it. They're trying to lose. They're trying to lose. There's tickets as low as $14. Uh, I saw a fun fact. There are, the, there are tickets. Uh, the average ticket sale for Miami versus uh, Washington this week is going for cheaper than admission to the Miami Zoo. Really? Fun fact. Well, I mean, I'd rather go see, like, go to the zoo and watch a shitty football game. I actually wouldn't. I, I love going to Hard Rock, Hard Rock Stadium and have some beers out in the sun. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually would enjoy that. But I think it's pretty hilarious. I mean, you look at the average prices for most games, like the low is like tickets as low as 86, 71, 93. Tickets as low as fourteen dollars. Just like a baseball game in mid, uh, like mid August. August, yeah. yeah. Um, 
take the take the Redskins. We have a little article about it on our website too, SantLive.com. You'll see it on the front. It's about the tank ball, and I, I give a little bit of explanation of why I especially wanted to take the Redskins. Fair enough. Um, another great game of the week: Eagles at Minnesota. A lot Min- of good 10 a.m. games yeah. this week. Uh, Vikings are three point favorites at home. So what is it? That means they're pretty much saying they're even even teams, teams which. Yeah. I think um, the Eagles might have a slight edge in terms of like roster and stuff, mm-hmm. but Minnesota, I think they're two and zero at home. Yeah, they are th- this year. Minnesota seems to have an edge at home a lot. Pretty good home field advantage right. there, and they're not. I don't. I don't think the Eagles' uh, roster is that much better, and they're Minnesota's. not completely healthy yet either. Yeah, ever. So, ever, yeah. Um, <laughs> They never happened, even when they won the Super Bowl. True. They're quarterback. Um, I I don't really have much to say about this game. I just know it's going to be a fantastic game, and I'm going to pick the Eagles to win it. I mean, they were my preseason pick to make the Super Bowl out of the NFC. Still kind of are. They've what one, two, three. Two out of their last three, but in convincing fashion. And... I think as they get healthier, they're going to be a good team. But could they lose this game? Yeah, I don't really got much to say here. I, uh, I'm picking the Vikings to win, even though I didn't oh, take one of them. your. No, oh, okay. I'm picking the Vikings to win. I didn't take it because the inconsistency of kind of both teams actually are slightly oh, inconsistent yeah. this year. Uh, and uh, the Vikings, it's heavily relied on the the run game and defense. The Eagles usually have a pretty good front seven, and, and we'll see how much Dalvin Cook can get going. Um, but I'm leaning Minnesota, and I will say this: Kirk Cousins definitely had a pretty good statement game last week, trying mm-hmm. to be a little better than he was. I, I see Kirk Cousins playing all right. He sees the Eagles a lot. He's seen them his entire career. Right. Um, so I think out of most games, I think Kirk Cousins might have a little bit of com- be a little comfortable in this game. Fair enough. Uh, Saints at Jaguars, actually. A game that, you know, the Jags are two and three, so some people would think it's not that great of a game. Yeah, Actually, a pretty intriguing game. Yeah, one of my free money five picks right Ooh, here. Cha-ching, know, cha-ching. Jackson, do that every time I like that. that. Cha-ching, cha-ching. Go cash it, 15-9 and one this year against the spread in the NFL. Uh, Jacksonville, minus one at home versus New Orleans. Here's the thing, man. When you zig, I zag. When you zag, I zig. Everybody it likes New Orleans in a game like this. Um, they like Teddy Bridgewater because they've been playing really well. But you get them out of their element here. You go to Jacksonville. Big game for Jacksonville. I actually think Jacksonville wins this game outright, obviously, because I have them at minus one. And it's one of those. You know what I'm saying? When the public looks at this, most people are going to be like, Jacksonville's favorite against New Orleans? And they all pick New Orleans. The line hasn't moved much. That mean, tells me that there's a lot of good big money on uh, Jacksonville. So give me Jacksonville minus one. I um, part of me wishes I take I took this, but then the other part of me is I'm, I I've become very intimidated by the Saints team in the sense that they are intimidating. In the sense that I don't, I might still have a lot of questions myself. Um, I still don't believe in Teddy Bridgewater as a guy that's gonna. You know, go win the big game, but he kind of has won the big game. He went and won in Seattle, even though it was a lot of special teams and other parts. They beat Dallas, even though that was at home and it was a low-scoring game. You can probably credit the defense, but that just tells me that Bridgewater is good enough not to fuck up. While the Saints' roster in total is pretty good. Right. Uh, when Drew Brees comes back, that's the team to beat in the NFC. So I get worried betting against them, but. I think this is uh, going to be a very interesting week for uh, 
Gardner Minshew. I think we're starting to see that he really is the legit answer in Jacksonville, and he's probably just got himself five, six, at least seven years of NFL starting jobs. Yeah, he's been playing really well. Um, I I hope Jacksonville wins just because it will continue the perfectness of the AFC South and teams that find a way to be right around 500. I know. That's exactly what this whole entire That's my favorite. The shitty Bengals are going to Baltimore, George. Yeah, I got nothing on this. Good game, whatever. The Ravens should blow them out. Hopefully. Um, A.J. Green might be back, though, which is uh, – we talked about that last week. Like, well, Why bring him back? If you're going to trade him, don't bring him back. I hope the Bengals win. That would be cool. You think so? I, no, I don't think they will. <laughs> oh. You hope. think it would be cool, though? It would be cool, yeah. Whatever. Between two Ravens. Well, this, thing, this game does uh, – a. This game has implications, I guess. I mean, if the if if uh, Steelers and Browns lose, I mean, the Ravens win, they can have a solid two-game lead now. That's true. It's kind of big. I bet on the next two games, George. I, uh, I didn't on either one. Niners at L.A. I was going to say St. Louis. Mm-hmm. Um, I took the Rams minus six and a half. Uh, not six and a half, sorry, minus I was three. say why. Did you take them six Run and a half when they're three? Rams minus three. A couple reasons. Um, I think I'm done bashing the Niners that they're not like that great because I still don't think they're that great. Uh, I, I feel like you're treating them exactly how you treated the Chicago Bears last year, and you kept betting against them and betting against them and betting against them. Even though I think you're right on this one. I don't know. I did. You know, I was right about the Bears not being that good. They made it. They were, last year was this, a schedule thing. This year you see it. Yeah, no, I know. Uh, you were right about that, but never mind. Keep going. Niners are not that good, to be honest. Let's be realistic here. Have they beat anybody yet? No, but like let's also be realistic. They're four and zero. That's great. Four and zero. I think they're going to have their first real like tough loss. Uh, we've seen the Rams be very like undervalued recently, but I think the Rams obviously are playing a first place schedule, and we've seen the Niners really overvalued. Um, I just think this is going to be a tough one for them to win. I'm going with the Rams. I think the Rams are going to win by at least. 10 plus especially because the Niners think they're coming off that Monday night football game shorter rest and you know it's one of your rules and the team plays way too yeah, good that's why I lean Rams in this game too um, and I think the, the Rams need this more also you lose this game you're three games out of first in the division and you're done for the year yeah Mate, winning the division you're pretty much done you lost to the Seahawks already who you'd be behind and you'd be three games behind St. Louis who you, or two behind uh San Francisco, who you've lost to. So uh, I'm going with the Rams and uh, come on, Jared Goff. Like, just be good for a game. I feel you. I've been disappointed with him. Well, it's kind of funny. Like, people have been talking about how he's been playing bad. Like, he gets the Seahawks. He put up good stats and he brought the team all the way down, like, at the end of a game into game winning field goal territory. And they just happened to miss the field goal. If, if he made that field goal, would people be like, oh, man, Jared Goff played well? Yeah, but he hasn't been playing like he did last no, year. No, no, he's not playing general. lights out. But yeah. like, it's just like I just sometimes I feel like the narrative changes. Like if he, if that field goal went in, would people be like, "Oh man, Jared Goff led them down the field and made the big play." Yeah, yeah, it's because he, he did. Yeah, that's not what I'm saying. I'm just no, saying in I, general he hasn't been as good. I didn't say he can't like. I wouldn't bet on him if I thought he couldn't lead any drives. I mean, the guy should have got the win in Seattle, but. I'm just saying he, he's been a little disappointed. He hasn't been a guy that should be making – he doesn't look like a $30 million, $35 million a year quarterback this year. Fair enough. Um, and Garoppolo is actually not getting that much love for 
afford like i feel like yeah, well he hasn't he, like done i mean he hasn't like been playing like that i guess he's been playing okay they, been. and that's why i thought this team was a playoff team because their front six seven is the best in football they've had some breaks though they went uh buccaneers Bengals, steelers browns yeah, yeah it's not been the world's greatest schedule they got Redskins. If they win this game, they're going to be in position to go six and zero. I know it's scary. crazy. Um, Falcons at Cardinals. I took that game as well. Um, I'm taking the Falcons on the road, George. On the road. Uh, what is it? Minus two and a half in Arizona. I'm so sketched out about this one. Why I took it because I know that the Falcons aren't very good, but I also know that they're not as bad as their record maybe necessarily Austin Hooper really the leading receiver for the Falcons yeah Julio Jones has been hurt a little bit remember yeah but the, like wow that's just su- like their offensive coordinator needs to uh <laughs> figure out how to use Julio Jones and Calvin Ridley and M- Muhammad Sanu yeah maybe Matt Ryan's not as good anymore uh I'm taking the Falcons I just think uh, Arizona got their first win I don't see them being a team that gets two wins in a row I'm going to assume the Falcons win by at least three. So I'm just taking the Falcons. I'd be pretty shocked if we come out of this week with the Cardinals. Two-game winning streak, better record than the Atlanta Falcons. Mm-hmm. They're, they're, that would be the point where Dan Quinn gets fired. So I think this is a save his job for one more week game. That's right. why I'm taking it. All right. Fair enough. I, I, I'm in no disagreement there. Titans at Broncos. Uh, Joe Flacco, Marcus Mariota, about the same quarterback. I'm not putting this on TV. You're not? No. And if, if Red Zone Channel goes to this, I'm just turning – and I don't have anything else on the TV. I'm turning off the TV. Why? Or stare at the wall because I don't – I don't like Joe Flacco anymore. pisses me off. And Marcus Miro pisses me off. This is like the pissing George off bull. I think the Broncos are going to end up winning this game. Um, I wouldn't bet it because it's both just – Because it's AFC South. Yeah, it's just tough. I don't know how the Titans will play, and you don't know how the Broncos are going to play. But like like we said before last week, Broncos were the best 0-4 team we've seen in a long time, and they're probably one of the better 1-4 teams we've seen in a long time. Um, but I'm going to go with uh, I'm going to go with the Broncos, not betting it. Same here. Cowboys at Jets. Uh, one of my free money fives. Tell me you're taking the Jets. Can you? Excuse me? Cha-ching. Thank you. I'm taking the Jets plus seven here. Uh, I, knew it. I knew it. This guy is, this is the most ju- predictable guy. This, this is James ju- or Sam Darnold. A 15 and 9 and what? What are you against the spread? Excuse me, sir. I have a better call. I'm not I, one of those people. I know. I'm just joking with you, dude. Jeezy gets so, uh, so angry. How Jets. is that angry? I said I'm not one of those people. I'm not one of those people. I, I'm not going to. I'm kidding. Okay. That literally you, made no sense. So go ahead. What's wrong with taking the Jets here? I want to see where your problem is. I just is. said you're the most predictable guy How is in the this world. Predictable. You've taken Sam Darnold and you've taken Jameis Winston almost every single week that they've played football. This is all I'm saying. Well, Sam Darnold's only played football for two weeks. I know. I'm just saying it's predictable. <laughs> I've taken Sam Darnold plus seven because it's a big number, man. Like why? Why is it seven points? That's a lot of points for a road team for against a team that's actually not that bad. The Jets have players all over. They're just missing a quarterback. And now that they get their quarterback back, I expect them to lose this game, but they keep it close on the road. I, I can see the Jets losing this game 24-20. The reason it's a seven-point spread is they've given up 31 points, 30 points, 23 points, 16 points, um, and have failed to hit the 20s at any point this season. And that's without Sam Darnold, I understand. 
Um, but he is going to be wearing extra padding around his waist to protect his spleen. First game back in New York against the Cowboys team that I feel like is a little disappointed this week and is going to really need a win. Um, I, I I almost took the Cowboys in this, but I would never. I don't like to take a seven point Fair favorite enough. on the road because that's just. That just would have been illogical by me to do. So, I mean, if I was going to take either bet, I agree with you. Take the Jets because they're at home, and you never know. Same door might come in and have a great game. Um, but I'm just worried that uh, the Cowboys know if they lose, they're three and three. I just think True. they're going to go in, and this is going to be this is a big game for the Cowboys. Is more a huge I'm game for the Cowboys. And unfortunately, because of Sam, what happened to Sam Darnold, their season kind of got washed away because. As good as Sam Donald could be, I don't see them necessarily going like eight and two for the rest of the year. Ten and two, sorry. Neither do I, unfortunately. For yeah, that. unfortunately, that would uh, that'd be cool, cool yeah, story. But they but won't. They haven't. They've been too bad without him to be like that great. Just I mean, could that. they go the rest of what? There's twelve games left. Could they go six and six and finish this season six and ten? Yeah, I think that's kind yeah. of that's it. That's what I mean. They're like, yeah. unfortunately, the own four washed away this season. Yeah. Like when it comes to playoff hopes or whatnot. I completely. What was agree. their over under? Like eight, and seven, seven and a half. Yeah. Yeah. That's I still sp- expect an under. Yeah. That's tough. Yeah, once you lose Sam Donald, that was kind of out of the window. Exactly. Um, Steelers at Chargers. I actually took this game. Oh, you did. Um, I took the Chargers minus six and a half. I've been looking at home. We're talking about. I saw Hodges play last week for the Steelers. Mm-hmm. Looked really awful. Um, didn't like it. And on top of that, I'm starting to look at records a lot. Right? You hear me mention a lot. Like they know if they lose, they're going to be three and three. This is the Chargers aren't dropping to two and four. Mm-hmm. I don't see it. I'm not. I'm not feeling that. Um, and I just think Phil Rivers hasn't really had a huge game this year i see it coming this week at home uh sunday night football game i feel like phil rivers shines in these moments he's gonna be a lot of good mic'd up moments and i just don't think the steelers are that great in general yeah i i kind of i'm i would lean chart uh steelers in this game hodges actually looked okay out there in his time and seven for nine 70 yards no touchdowns no picks and 20 yards rushing and limited playing time um, the reason I stay away from this game is you never. I, don't you feel like you're taking them? But the Chargers are like so hard for me to predict. For me, they're they might be hard easy for to you predict. To... I mean, they're, they're they're wildly inconsistent. But I would just be absolutely shocked if they come in today, lose, or come in tomorrow or Sunday night, whatever it is, three days from now. <laughs> Sunday night, go and lose to the third string of the Steelers at home, putting them at two and four on the season, kind of washing away the year. Um, I feel like they're due for a, an important win. Yeah. Um, I just think they're going to – I feel like they're going to blow them out. All right. Just my feeling. No, that's fair. I've... Only problem is you never know these days. That's why I just find this team to be inconsistent. They are, but every team's inconsistent. None of us thought the Chiefs were going to lose to the – uh, Colts, for example. Fair, fair enough. You know what I mean? That's just that's the reality. Fucking inconsistencies, man. Uh, Lions at Packers. One of my free money fives. Monday as Night Football. Pre- as predictable as I am, Sammy, who am I taking? The Lions. The Lions. What are they? I just closed that screen. I had. A, I have no idea. I, I can tell you in a second what plus I have. Plus four? Plus four, I believe. Or plus three and a half? 
plus four, plus three and a half. Another one of those games where, you know, the Packers just looked so dominant. And I know it wasn't on Sunday Night Football, but it was really the only game anyone was watching last weekend on the afternoon games. And I feel like plus four and a half. And, and people forget Detroit's actually been pretty good this year. They're, what, two, one, and one. If it wasn't for a last-second touchdown drive by um, Patrick Mahomes, it'd be 3-0-1. Oh, um, they're coming off a weak rest. I like Detroit in this game plus four and a half. What confuses me about Detroit, though, is that, that Cardinals game. I know it was week one. Yeah, but like, why tie to the Cardinals and then, then not lose? And then, you know, like play really good against the Chiefs. And they but beat guess, the Eagles, beat the Chargers. Some teams are just inconsistent. Yeah, and, and this might be them. The Chiefs just lost to the... Colts, you know, like you never really know, I guess. And you know, but the other thing is, the first couple of weeks of the season, you never really know who is, um, like, I don't know. We all like laugh at like if a team loses to the Raiders, for example. Right. But it and turns that, out the Raiders aren't that bad. Exactly. You kind of like have these preconceived notions, and then throughout the season, they change because of records, because of performance, and. But you always go back. But the, for example, the Cardinals one is still perplexing because the Cardinals are bad. <laughs> yeah, they're still not good. So yeah. I got distracted by. We got some gardening going on out here. Some uh, some some sounds. You're gonna hear some vroom vrooms. Yeah. There it is. There it is. Um. All right. Let's just hit our college picks really quick, so nobody uh has to deal with this noise much longer. Uh, we got some big games uh in college too, man. These are gonna be fun. So. Is this the best slate of college football games of the season so far? And they're all throughout the day. Texas, Oklahoma, Alabama, Texas A&M, USC, Notre Dame, Florida, LSU. So far this season. I don't know. To be honest, I don't remember. It's kind of hard. With college, it's really hard because it's like I don't remember exactly how many like big rank games we had each week. Um, it's probably one of the better, but I, I'm not going to go as far to say it's the best yet. Fair enough. Because I for me to answer that, I should have, I would have had to. I, I I would say yes to that every week if I saw like four or five ranked games. And you were like, "Is this the best one?" I'd probably be like, "Yeah, true." So, I think the best one's been Bama and LSU playing stuff like that. Always, it's always fun. But that's a different story for a different day. I thought you were gonna go ahead. No, no. You're like, it's the best week. Da, da, da. Oh, yeah, okay. Uh, I, do you want me to go first? I can just go through. How do you want to do this? Do you want to just give your bets, or do you, are you gonna go through every big game? I probably have I have every single rank game right. in my bets. So so go go ahead and give out your five bets. I'll give out my five bets. Uh, no, let's just talk about the games if you okay. have it. So we have Oklahoma, Texas, number six versus number eleven in Jerry's. World. No horns down allowed. So dumb. Oh yeah. Some uh, girl from Oklahoma got a tattoo of horns down inside her lip. Or right. from Texas, just to be annoying. Or from Oklahoma, so yeah, just to be annoying. But inside her lips, man, like. Like that's gonna that, that's a regrettable one. Actually, I've seen people do that in the lips. Not regrettable. It actually, kind of washes away throughout time, Does and it? no one can see it. Why would you regrettable? I mean, just like oh, I got horns down here. Like yeah, no it? one will ever see it unless you go like this. True, but still, like there could be much more regrettable ones. You ever see somebody with a face tattoo? Yeah, that says no regrets. Regrets. Yeah. <laughs> not regrets. No regrets. 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 All right. Anyway. Regrets. Uh, that's gonna be a good game. I I think. I, it's it's a cotton ball as usual, and uh, Oklahoma is minus eleven. I'm taking Texas plus eleven. I just feel like a rivalry game. Usually Texas comes in ready to play, and the cool thing about this is these are the two best teams in the Big Twelve. So if they don't, that hurt. Uh, if they don't win, 
this game. They're all both of them are going to play again in that Big Twelve championship game, probably. Um, I'm taking Texas plus eleven as well. Yep. Um, I think there's going to be a, it's going to be a good quarterback battle. It's going to be a lot of points, a lot of yards. Uh, I yes, it is. It's going to be fun to watch. I don't necessarily. What's the right way to put it? I don't like betting on this game that much, but kind of part of my um it's, my thing it's what to you do on, i was gonna say I only, I, if there's any ranked versus ranked games i bet it and my college bets aren't going that bad even though there's not much thoughts based on it so i'm just gonna go with texas because i think it's a big enough spread where i just stick with texas fair enough um alabama at texas a&m that's one verse 24 and i'm taking alabama minus 16 and a half i don't like texas a&m um and I feel like, once again, one of those haven't seen a huge week out of Alabama yet. But I feel like that they're like all over the news. I feel it coming. I saw watch Texas A and M sneak by Arkansas, who's not very good by three points the other week. So I'm just feeling Alabama on this bet. Fair enough. I'm taking uh, Texas A and M plus sixteen and a half. I feel like they keep it close. Jimbo Fisher likes coaching big games, and Jimbo Fisher is ready to roll here man he's gonna have the the 12 faithful ready to roll ready to rock ready to rumble you know who likes coaching big games george nick saban nick yeah saban. but no the the alabama is gonna win this game i just have it being a closer game yeah it's just gonna win by 24 no big deal yeah, i think they win by 15 or really? 14 yeah like one point under the strength they're gonna win by 16 points there it is um what else do we got on here i did take a game which was Notre Dame minus 10.5 versus USC. USC is not ranked, but taking Notre Dame. I like the home team here. Um, man, the, I still, I, to be honest, I'm at a point where I'm not trusting many Pac-12 teams against like really Good big teams. time yeah. opponents on the I road. Don't, I don't blame you. The Pac-12 is a confusing-ass place. Yeah, so really I'm is. taking Notre Dame minus 11. But that's a fun game. That's always one of those like It's classic marquee. game. Yeah, of course. I'm not taking that game. I guess before we get to the big game, uh, I am taking Friday night Miami two and a half versus Florida. I think Florida's a little or versus Virginia. Uh, Virginia. Virginia's, Virginia's a little ranked. Virginia's a little overrated. Um, I think Miami wins that game, and I'm taking South Carolina plus twenty four and a half at home versus Georgia on Saturday as well because um, because I want to, Sammy, because I want to. Very good. That's you're starting to sound like me. I like those answers because I want to. Like, there's not. There's no complex reasoning behind it. This one there is not. Yeah, see, it's just, I actually I had. To. I was going through all the spreads. It was really hard this week for me on college football. I loved it. Another rank game. So let me, let me finish the rank two. games. Penn State number ten at number seventeen Iowa. Oh, I forgot that Iowa's ranked because he lost to Michigan, right? They have one loss only. Yes. Yeah. Uh, number seventeen too. It's pretty high. Um, I'm taking Penn State minus three and a half on the road in Iowa. I think Penn State's just a much better football team. I agree with you. Here's a question for you, and this we'll talk more about it next week. But Penn State wins this game. You know who Penn State plays next week, right? Michigan. Nice. Who wins that game? Penn State. You think so? Okay. I think we're gonna. I think we might have a disagreement on that game next week, for sure. It's at home for Penn State. So I'm sticking to okay. my guns with that one. Um, all right, Florida at LSU seven versus five. What a beautiful game! I know. 
Who do you got? I got Alabama. Uh, Alabama. I got Alabama Yikes. winning both of these games. I'm kidding. I have LSU minus 13 and a half. Uh, Burrow, I think, is actually now the Heisman Trophy favorite. I think they put up a ton of points here. I see LSU blowing them out. Uh, I think Florida keeps it close in the first half, by the way. And I think just later on in the second half, you'll see like at the end of the third quarter, 14 points, and then slowly just a superior team wins this game. I think Florida is completely on the right track with Dan Mullen. I think they're one year away from recruits from competing to win the SEC. I think this is just disrespect to Florida. I'm taking Florida plus 13 and a half. Um, Florida. Let's look at Florida. Look at this team. Beat Auburn. They did. That's all I got. <laughs> they beat Auburn. The way you said, I thought I, you built it up. I was ready. I was ready to be like. They right. did beat Auburn though, which is a big win. Um, what, what? What? In what world is LSU like fourteen points better? I don't know. It'd be Texas at, at Texas by seven. They beat North. The NW State, I don't know where that is, Northwest State, by 51 points. I'll tell you this. Florida has had a much tougher schedule. Much tougher schedule than LSU. Definitely the, probably the best game of the college, biggest game of a college football. Notre Dame and Georgia was big. This That one and this one have been the two, like, two top ten matchups so far this year. Yeah, this one's a... It's a playoff game. I think Florida wins outright. Wow. At LSU. Upset alert. Upset a lot. In the bayou. In the bayou. I don't know why. I, I just got Baton Rouge sounds much cooler than saying in the bayou. Why do they say in the bayou? I know, but I'm just saying Baton Rouge is such a cooler name. Why do they say Gux Tiger? We've done this like three times on the <laughs> podcast and gone through the history. Um, I think Florida is going to win this game. All right. Uh, all right. That's college. That's NFL. NBA That's in China. I was just going to recap when we talked. Mm-hmm. NBA in China. Uh, and we're going to have NBA podcasts coming soon. Baseball playoffs are going on right now, too. That's fun. I love we'll this probably, probably do a baseball playoff podcast here soon. Now that we're on to the conference. Conference? League championship series. Yeah. We'll talk about that off the podcast. Um, Soundsports.com. S-O-N-T That's what we are. Sports.com, episode 571 or 572, to be honest. Depends on what you feel like. 572. Um, and we'll be back Sunday or Monday. And we'll probably be back a couple times next week for NBA as well. There's a lot of things coming up, so enjoy it. And uh, you can follow us. Find all our social media on sonsports.com. It's a good place to go. It really is. Uh, it's the only place to go. Episode 571. 72. My goodness. Episode 572. Uh, George? What's up, man? This is Sports on Tap, and this is Sports Radio Redefined. 